and welcome to the Krug Show, the Wednesday night edition. Fire up the band. Of course, get things rolling. Brought to you by Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Um, there we go. There we go. I pay these guys way too much money not to use them. Ridiculous. I mean, think about it. I assemble a band and get them to riff like this the same way every night. Amazing. You don't know what that costs. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining the Krug Show. I just came out of watching a little Northgate Varsity Baseball. They got a big win. Congratulations to them. We are brought to you by um, <clears throat> Pig and a Pickle, the best barbecue in all of Northern California. Check them out. Emeryville, Corte Madera. They're open from 11 a.m. till 8 p.m. or until they run out, and they do run out. Um, it's all great, man. It's really, it's the barbecue chicken, the brisket, the brisket chili. It's amazing. Go check it out. Go say hi to Damon and Mary. Tell them that Krug sent you. We're also brought to you by MarinAutoglass.com. Um, Underdog Fantasy. Check the link in the description. Use the promo code Krug, and they'll match you up to your first 100. And then Sharp Corner Sports Cards and Collectibles. Thanks to them. Thanks to ValleyHillRoofing.net. Both of their website websites are linked in the description. And we have a brand new sponsor as well, Aura. We'll hear more from them later on this evening. Kev, how are you? Doing good, doing good. The one nice thing about the offseason is just it's kind of like smooth sailing. You know, only a few things to cover every day. It's it's a it's a nice little break. I was just about to say you're looking a little dark. It's like it's it's late night Larry right now. It's uh I know what, the, what's where's my uh you got the, you're missing the red light. We gotta have the matching red red lights. Where's my where's my remote for the red light? Gotta That's okay. Get my, hey, get you're my, good. Wait, wait, oh, oh, wait. Oh. Is this it? Or is this the old remote? This is, that's not it. That's the old remote. Where is the red light remote? The lighting is <laughs> sus. Thank you, sus. <laughs> Did I knock it off the ground? It's okay. Well, you look fine. You, you don't have to do it. With I know, but I really... Oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh, Woo. It was right in front of you. Woo. The whole time. There we go. Well, that makes a huge difference. <laughs> All right. Now we both got the red. That going. is the show. That's the show right there. All right. We're off and running. We are off and running. Um. Okay, welcome to the Krug Show, and of course, it's February 28th, 2024. This is our call-in show. Kev comes up with the topics. I thought it was a great day today for the 49ers. I'll tell you why later on. Um, what do you think, Kev? What, what, what do you got for me? You're, you're kind of the driver. You're kind of the point guard tonight. Yeah, well, it's going to be a short show. I know we always say that, but specifically tonight, because at 7.30, Ned Coletti's coming on to talk Giants baseball. 7.45. 7.45. Maybe I should actually change that. But um, so we have about an hour show. We'll hit calls sooner than usual. So the call links in the chat. If you want to join in the calls, we'll probably take calls in about 20 minutes. 20 minutes from now. 20 minutes from now. That's my guesstimation. Um, first I got a I got a lot to say tonight on the Niners and the Giants. Lots. First thing I want to I want to show today is yes. uh, this came across my uh, Twitter timeline. And I can just can I get a bite of my sandwich? I'm a, I'm I, I missed oh. dinner. I'm late. Go ahead. Oh. As you're talking, go ahead. Um. Well, I don't have much to say other than I saw this come across my Twitter timeline, saying breaking Jets quarterback Zach Wilson has been given permission to seek a trade per GM Joe Douglas. Um. I think a lot of people would see this and be like, "Don't care. Don't care." But I know one guy that has been saying that the Niners should trade for Zach Wilson, and that's you. You have been the person that has been saying the Niners should trade for Zach Wilson, uh, even even when Trey Lance was on the team. So that was months and months and months and months ago. Already people in the chat saying, no, 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 no. Um, well, the Niners do have, potentially are going to have an open you know, backup quarterback slot. Um, you know, the Vikings are showing interest in Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's most likely moving on. Um, you know, they're going to have to get a backup quarterback 
Zach Wilson is a guy that they were linked to back in the draft process and, you know, a couple years ago. And, you know, John Lynch, I think, is on the record and just the 49ers staff in general of really liking Zach Wilson. Um, Obviously, things could have changed since then. Zach Wilson's career has not really panned out the way that he wanted it to. But uh, what would you think of Zach Wilson coming to the 49ers? If he came to the 49ers, it would cost the Niners around $8 million on their cap. Which would be, you know, more than Darnold cost last year. <clears throat> Darnold, I think, was five million. Is that locked in, or could they negotiate that? Um, I am not sure. I just know, looking at his his cap numbers, that you know he he has an eight he has an eight million dollar salary. I don't know. You maybe you can negotiate that. I'm not negotiate that. I'm not sure exactly how that works. I mean, the guy's got a ton of arm talent, and it just hasn't happened in New York. And there's been an adjustment period. He's made some mistakes. He hasn't been he hasn't been on a good team with a good line, but he's not he hasn't played well. I'm not, I won't I won't pretend that Zach Wilson has played well. His value is con- down considerably from when he was the second pick in the draft. I think you can get him at, at a song. I do know that he wanted to be a 49er. Excuse me, coming out of BYU, and I and I, I feel like you know Steve Young and I have had multiple conversations where. Um, Steve seemed to indicate that he felt like Shanahan liked Zach Wilson. I like Zach Wilson as far as his ability and his, his, his talent. Um, but I mean, there's a major, you know, when you're going from what he went to at BYU, where he had a great offensive line and he just rarely, if ever played from a muddy pocket to the NFL where you're always in a muddy pocket. What I mean by that, there's bodies flying around you. Some guys don't like those bodies flying around them and it makes them kind of skittish. Um, you know, Brock Purdy obviously doesn't matter to him. Thus far, Wilson has not looked good in the NFL in any of those muddy pocket situations. Um, but he does throw the ball really, really well. He is a relatively young guy. That's a pretty, pretty low cost. I don't know that I want to pay my backup quarterback four million more than I did last year. I might be okay with just going with Brandon Allen as the backup and drafting a rookie. I think that may make more sense than Zach Wilson. But I, I if you're asking me, have I wavered at all? Um, no, I, I, I think Zach Wilson eventually will get it going, and I do. Um, I would take a look at him if he were a backup candidate. Yeah, I. I brought this up just purely because I know that, you know, you've brought it up in the past. You want to see 27 people email me and call me an idiot. And I brought it up because I want people to just dump on you. Dump. <laughs> no, I'm I personally on crew. Did he like Zach Wilson? Can you believe it? Oh, I personally don't really like Zach Wilson um, just for a number of reasons, but $8 million for a guy that's I, kind of a project. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, that's not my first choice. He wouldn't be my first choice. Definitely. Not. I'd rather, I'd rather take a lower, a low, uh, um, higher upside, lower price project, um, swing. I, I advocated for Joe Milton. Who is another this. project. I don't like Joe Milton either. No, I know, a lot of people don't. And I get it. I understand. He's not developed. He, he's really raw. Um, he hasn't played well. Um, his he's got great physical gifts, but the, the ball doesn't come out on time and the accuracy and he just I get it. But I, I he's so this guy's got such high level talent that I would take a chance on him that I could coach him up because you're talking about six, five, two forty great wheels, huge arm, like the biggest arm and one of the fastest guys. Um, I don't know. I, I, I take my chance if I'm going to invest in a third string quarterback. I, I'd like to take a huge swing, and that would Joe Milton would be my huge swing. All right, what's well, not to like? I mean, I understand the guy is raw, and but I mean, he's got some good numbers. He played in the best conference in America. You're talking about six five uh, with just a ridiculous gun and good speed, a strong body. I mean, this guy can zip it in there like nobody's business now. I agree. He he hasn't done it to date. He's not as refined as he maybe will be. But um, to me, that's the guy that I would like to take a chance on. 
somewhere in the late in the late mid mid to late rounds of this draft. Not in day one, not in day two, but like early day three. Joe Milton, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I'm not gonna lie and say that I've gone through the entire quarterback draft class, but I have seen Joe Milton play. He definitely is an incredible talent. Just just uh, everything you thought Trey Lance was in terms of his athletic ability, this guy has it and a lot more. You know, he's he's faster. He's he has the he has one of the craziest arms I've ever seen. You know, he just just throws the ball limitlessly, you know, but I don't know. The accuracy isn't there. You know, he wasn't very successful with the, with the uh, with the Vols this season. I, I just he definitely is a project, and I don't I don't really see the the Niners taking a project on. You know, there's other rookies in this draft that fit them probably better. I mean, just giving you a, a couple examples: Austin Reed, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, um, Gus Bradley's kid, Carter Bradley from South Alabama. I really kind of like him. Um, you know, so there there are other other uh, quarterbacks that you know I think are they've already looked at um, Slovis from BYU. I'm not a big fan of his at all, but I like kind of like Michael Pratt a little bit, like kind of like JJ uh, McCarthy, Spencer Rattler, those guys. But uh, McCarthy's going to go in the first round, though. I think. oh yeah, they're not um, going to get McCarthy. But as far as quarterbacks go, I mean, look, you're talking about you know Joe Milton is is uh six five two fifty and can throw the heck out of the football and has just got huge uh strength body strength he's got elusiveness mobility i mean i i to me you know i'll I'll take my chances uh, with a guy like jo- with Joe milton's you know um physical ability i mean I just think you're talking about this guy played three seasons began his career at Michigan. 21 college starts, 43 games, 29 appearances at Tennessee with 16 starts. So, I mean, he's 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 played and played in some big conferences. He was the Capital Orange Bowl uh, 2022 MVP. He's had some big games. Let's not pretend he's he hasn't. Um, if, if, and if there's a, he if was there's 65% a, completion percentage, 20 touchdowns, five picks. It's not like he. It's not like we're talking about some guy who didn't put up good numbers. He did put up good numbers in the SEC. Uh, he showed mobility, averaged twenty-five yards rushing per game, ran for three hundred yards on the year, three-eight a carry, seven rushing touchdowns, uh, most most by a Vols quarterback since Josh Dobbs had twelve in twenty sixteen. Uh, was big on on Senior Day, threw for three ninety-four and six touchdowns when they beat Vandy. I don't know if you if you saw any of that film. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that he I, I understand what people are saying when they're saying, oh, you know, he doesn't he, he doesn't. Some people are critical of him saying, oh, he doesn't know how to play the position and he's not refined, so on and so forth. Um, but I mean, I, I, I this guy is, you know, he's he's I think he's special, man. I really do. I think they're special there. He's the oldest of seven kids. He's Anquan Bolden's cousin. He graduated with a degree already. He's working towards another degree at Tennessee. Um, I mean, not to derail the show. Not, I mean, Joe Milton, great prospect, but not to derail the show and just talk about quarterbacks that the Niners yeah. won't draft. Right. But the quarterback that I think that's been falling in the draft boards that I have no idea why he's falling, and I'd say if he's there in the third round, even though the Niners do not need a quarterback, I would draft him is Michael Penix. Oh. Because I, I don't understand why Michael Penix is falling in the draft. He I, Every time I've watched him play, I see, I, I don't buy into a lot of the, you know, they, they say he's good, so he is good. The Caleb Williams talk, he's obviously a great quarterback. But I was I was skeptical because every time I watch Caleb Williams in these big games, he didn't have a phenomenal game. He threw, you know, multiple picks and lost against Notre Dame this year. When I watch Michael Penix, he, he, was, he was incredible. He, I thought he was incredible. And I think if he beat, Michigan, we'd be talking about him in the top 10. But something about the way that they lost in the end of the season, he's just fallen down the draft boards, and J.J. McCarthy has has soared up. I I really like Michael Penix as a prospect. I do, too. I mean, that's my guy, man. I mean, I've been all about this guy all year. Um, You know, this this is the guy. You know, I mean, this guy's got – he's a lefty. He's got an absolute gun. Um, pack 10, pack 12 academic honor roll, smart kid. 
Uh, won the Maxwell Award as the most outstanding player in the nation. Second in the Heisman voting. Highest ever for a Husky. Walter Camp, first-team All-American. 15-game starter at quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he's led the nation in passing yards. Led the nation in passing yards per game. And he did that last year as well. So this is two years in a row. So, I mean, the guy, the guy was named captain by his teammates. Led the nation in passing yards all season long. So, had a great season. Had a really great season. Um, he's just a special player, man. This guy, this guy's got a gun, a ridiculous gun. And I know that people say, "Well, it's a Dunze and the other guy," but I, I personally, I, I, I think this guy made them more than they, they made him. Um, yeah, MVP of the Sugar Bowl. I mean, <laughs> offensive, uh, most valuable offensive player in the postseason awards banquet. Um, the guy's special. Really, really special player. Started at Indiana and transferred. Spent 2018 and 2019, 2020, 2021, all at Indiana. And he played 20 games over four seasons. He was the team captain there, and they won with him. They were He went 12-5 and five as a starting quarterback at Indiana. I mean, in the Big 12, I mean, they, they, they don't win. So, um, you know, he's team MVP. He's from Tampa, Tampa Bay Technical High School. He played there, 61 touchdowns, six picks in 24 games as the starter there. So the guy, it's not like, well, he's like this guy who just burst on the scene. This guy's been great. 61 touchdowns and six picks in 24 high school games. That's pretty good. Hillsborough County Player of the Year. So uh, he also played baseball. He ran track. He did uh, the, the high jump and the sprints. So this is Michael Penix is is my favorite quarterback in the draft. I'll say it. I like Michael Penix. I like Michael Penix. If you say, you know, give me your your quarterbacks in this draft, I like Michael Penix, a little Drake May, JJ McCarthy, Pratt from Tulane, Milton, Carter Bradley, Austin Reed, and that's it. I mean, some people in the chat are saying uh, Penix didn't play anyone good or didn't play well against anyone good. They dropped 37 against Texas. <laughs> yeah, hey, what Texas are you talking pretty, about? Texas was pretty good. Texas can have like five guys drafted off their defense in the NFL draft in a month. Yeah. Um, uh, this, anyway, this big time. He's a, he's a big time player. Not the, the, What separates Penix is he's got massive hands. And he can throw the hell out of the football. I saw him on a one of the windiest nights I think I've ever seen. They played a Thursday night game t- uh, two years ago there in Seattle. It was super windy. Whoever they were playing, I think it was Oregon State or somebody, could not throw the football at all that day. Couldn't throw it at all. Penix just lasers right through the wind. And he, he throws, this guy throws a tremendous ball. Uh, I would say... You what round did you say? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm seeing him in the second round, but he's been kind of falling. Uh, he he was I checked before the national championship. His like draft, like his tankathon number, he was like around like in the teens, and now it's like he's like a second round pick. So I'm just saying, if he if he falls to the third, I, I don't even know. It doesn't make any sense. You have Brock Purdy, but I'm just saying that was just something I noticed. But I don't want to get too far off on a tangent. We're already 18 minutes in here, and we haven't talked right, about anything right. Niners-related. Um, right. I'll just bring up these two last topics pretty quick, both from a Mike Silver piece. Mike Silver came out today and had a really interesting article. I don't, um, I don't, you know, we don't really talk a lot about Mike Silver in here, but he is a great reporter. He's been with. What, what, what do you mean we don't talk a lot about Mike Silver in here? Well, I mean, I, I feel like we don't read about every single one of his pieces, but this piece in particular. I thought was um, interesting. You can take another bite of your sandwich. I'm going to read this real quick. Oh, okay. So good. he said, <laughs> he said, Mike Silver in his piece said, in theory, head coach Kyle Shanahan and general manager John Lynch can reckon with their overtime loss in Super Bowl 58, make some hard choices designed to keep the team competitive for years to come, force feed recent draft picks into the lineup that they've uh, that they've got, and but what's the fun in that? And then he says. More likely, Shanahan and Lynch will fight through their shared trauma, get off the mat, and come out swinging, something that that could lead to aggressive moves in the draft and free agency and result in potential trades. Make no mistake, with quarterback Brock Purdy on a rookie deal and a rapidly rising salary cap, 
the 49ers were in it to win it uh, once more in 2024. So he he obviously thinks that the Niners can make a big move. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. The Niners, who are inside their Super Bowl window and have this incredible roster and last year lost in the NFC Championship game and this year lost in the Super Bowl, are in go-for-it mode? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. They're in, in go-for-it mode. Okay, I get it. Well, obviously. No shit. I mean, come on. Oh, come on. They're they're in go-for-it mode. Of course they're in go-for-it mode. Well, of, no, of course. But, but um, you know, some people don't think they're going to make a big splash in free agency or potential trade. I titled the stream possible moves the 49ers can make this offseason based. <laughs> people are shitting on me. Based on. Um, people are booing. Boo. Yeah, I mean, let's. Do we have. I'm, I, let me just talk here. Let me just talk here. All right. All right. Forget forget the article. What is a bit what's a big name move or just a big move that Niners could make? There's obviously I think this free agency class is pretty stacked. I have my own personal favorites that uh, I like in free agency. But if the Niners were gonna make a big move in or a big name player, whether that's in trade or free agency, who could you see them going after? If they're gonna make a big trade. Um or free agency. Or in free agency. I I mean, they need an offensive tackle, a defensive end, a defensive uh, tackle, a corner, probably another wide receiver at some point, even though they seem pretty stacked. Um, maybe the replacement for Juice, a fullback, a replacement for Kittle. I mean, they need they need a number of things for sure. Who could I see them going after? Um, you know, defensive end. I mean, I mean, you know, how about? I mean, part of me says aim big and go after Chris Jones. He's like the number one free agent right now, right? And that's what you need. What do you need? You need Chris Jones. What can't you beat? You can't block Chris Jones. In the old Niner days, they would say, "Go get Chris Jones." So, I, Chris Jones would be the first object of object number one if you can get anybody go get chris jones but vish had a name last night that i think is a little bit more prudent a little bit more i don't know not prudent but a little bit more realistic i guess is um jonathan greenard from Houston. that that guy's on my list i like him yeah i mean he's he's a blue chipper he's you know he's 260 pounds he's you know a force against the against you know as a pass rusher off the edge. The guy that I would be interested in because he would be even cheaper than that would be Leonard Floyd. I've seen Leonard Floyd be good with the Rams. Every time I watch Leonard Floyd, he looks really good coming off the edge. And um, you put him opposite Bosa, and now maybe you got something. I love the way Leonard Floyd has played uh, the last few years, and I think he's super special. And if you could get him for because he's not going to cost you as much as Greenard either. Um, but that would be the more realistic price tag is probably Leonard Floyd, but Greenard would be huge. Absolutely huge. The other guy that I really like is Willie Gay. If you looked at how fast Willie Gay is or Aziz Al-Shair, somebody at inside backer would be nice. Um, yeah, those are the ones that stand out to me. Probably Brian Burns, of course, would be a great, yeah, a great signing. Bryce Huff might be more realistic, but I mean, they need a couple pieces on that, you know, on that defensive line, I mean, beyond stars and they need some, they're going to have, they got six free agents. So, I mean, I think they're going to have to figure out, you know, a couple, a couple D line additions that, uh, that they can make that aren't super expensive, but yeah, they worked well, out some great defensive linemen today or they not worked out, but they met with. I've gone through, you know, not haven't gone through every single free agent, but I've gone through the probably the top 50 or so. And just on the defensive line alone, I like Jonathan Greenard. Uh, I look he has a 9.3 percent run stop rate, which is like top of the class in terms of last year in terms of run stop rate. So yeah. he's a productive player. He has a great motor. He has he's a great athlete. Um, I think obviously on the top in the top of all the free agents is Brian Burns. 
He's 25. It's it's not like Chase Young 25 where you have a, a guy that was supposed to be good and was good for a year, had an injury, and you're hoping to squeeze the last couple, not even squeeze, but trying to make him play at his best. Brian Burns is a legit, you know, he's going to be productive if you sign him player. You know, he he is going to be productive for you, but he comes with at a high price tag, right? He he would be he would be a huge dollar figure. Um, I've seen Bryce Huff thrown around. I, I've watched a little bit of Bryce Huff. I think he's good. He's he seems a little undersized in terms of his height and length, but you know he has he has a great motor and he's he seems very strong. Like of the of the tape I've seen of him, he's just he plays with his hair on fire. Yeah, he just play, he has he play he just bulldozes over tackles like yeah. straight on into them, runs them over, ta- sacks the quarterback. So Bryce Huff is is another guy I, I like on the end. They got they got to get real on some who some of these guys that they pick up in, uh, you know, on on this line. I mean, they got to change out some of these guys. I mean, their line this year was hugely disappointing. Um, they got to somehow get better, you know, off of what they off of the maybe the free agent market, maybe the, um, you know, the the uh, you know the the draft, but definitely they got the the defensive line has six guys. You only really have Armstead, who's older. How many years is he going to play? Hargrave and Bosa, and then you have, you know, Drake Jackson and uh, Robert Beal. Um, other than that, I mean, what you may have one other guy that's under con- that's not under you know it's not a free agent. Kinlaw's a free agent. Givens is a free agent. All those guys are free agents. So um, they got some big decisions to make on their defensive line. Now, Chris Jones is far and away the best defensive lineman out there he made 19.5 million last year but i mean he he is worth every penny he gets the guy's a total beast of a a rusher he sets the tone he's tough as hell he's not even 30 years old yet he's 29 so he's you know obviously he's going to get huge money to stay in kansas city but that's the guy that's the guy to go after now if once he's not on the board obviously you're going to look down the list a little bit i mean um, but can you improve your defensive line? Can you, you know, can you add a Brian Burns? You know, he'll be out there. Christian Wilkins, is he going to be out there? Uh, or is he going to be, you know, I saw that Matabuke got, got franchised. So, you know, they're going to have to go into Eric, Kevin Givens is another guy who's a free agent. So they're going to have to go find either in the draft or in this free agent market, some replacements for their, you know, six leaving defensive linemen. I was hoping that the Ravens would let uh, Matabuke walk. Obviously, they didn't. He's he's. Some people think he's the best player in the entire free agency class. Like I, I was listening to Randy Mueller talk about his uh, the he ranked all the free agents. I think he had Justin Matabuke as the top free agent in the class. Like he really likes Matabuke, and obviously the Ravens did too because they franchise tagged him um, on the offensive line. I like Michael Owenu from. Uh, from the Patriots. He he is a right guard. He he play he's better at right guard, but you can put him at right tackle. I think the Patriots used him at right tackle this year and he he definitely held his ground and he was good. Um having him at right guard's like more of a luxury at this point, but you know, I'm not sure what the answer is right there on the right tackle. Uh, the the, the right Michael, guard Michael the- Owenu is 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 legit right guard for sure. He he if he were if he had the luxury if you have the luxury of playing him at right guard, I mean, that's an all-pro right guard right there. Well, it sounds like uh, Feliciano's coming back, and you have Burford. So, are, do they even need a right card? You definitely can make an upgrade there. Yeah, but I mean, do you? You know, it sounds like they won't. I'll tell you, I love. I'm, I've always been a fan of Kevin Zeitler, who's you know now 34 years old. Um, but man, he is tough for the Ravens. He's playing right guard for the Ravens right now. I mean, he, when looking at the Niners, though, Dad, when you look at the team. What was the bigger issue? Was it right tackle or was it right guard? Because at the end of the season, right guard was what what was the reason why the Niners, you know, struggled in some of those last drives. I know the right tackle position is way more important. I understand. It's way more important. Tackles are way more important. Colton Akivitz is not a long-term answer at right tackle. You need to get a right tackle. But I wouldn't say that the right guard position is just solidified. No, I mean, I wouldn't either. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, you're looking for the dra- into the draft. Um um, and, and sounds like they want to bring back Feliciano and, you know, you have Burford coming back. So you, you do have some pieces there, but are they bench pieces? Is Burford a bench player? Is, is Feliciano a bench player at this point? So, I mean, 
but I, you know, you got two candidates right there. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's guards in free agency and there's guards in the draft. I mean, as far as free agency, I mean, um, I, I kind of, I personally think that I would move on from Brendel. I think Brendel at $5 million, the way, the way uh, DJ reader moved him around this year. Um, I think they've got other guys. I think Zakel could maybe play center. Um, I think Colt McKivitt's best spot might be center. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's, you've, I would move on from Brendel and try to change out everything except for Trent Williams and Aaron Banks. And I think you also got to start, you know, thinking about getting a tackle candidate as a, you know, to, to take over for, uh, for Trent Williams at some point. So as far as free agents in, on the offensive line, I mean, it's, um, you know, Lakin Tomlinson's now out there. You saw that. Um, Seitler is one of my favorites. Trent Brown, you know, if you're going to go get a free agent tackle, he's huge, huge bodied tackle. So that, that one could make sense at guard. You know, there's other guys as well. I like Damian Lewis from the, from the uh, Seahawks quite a bit. Um, so there's, you know, there's, there's going to be a bunch of names out in the Kevin Dotson from the Rams, I think is a really good guard as well. So they they'll have free agent options at guard and, Obviously, there's good options in the draft for guard as well. Uh, the kid Mahogany from Boston College is really one of my favorite guards in the in the draft. He's just a big, brawling, monster guard who they say is probably going to go in the second or third round. Uh, one last thing here from the Silver article that I want to bring up before we go to the calls because we're already 30 minutes in. Um Later on in the article, Silver says, or when he's talking about just the fact that Sh- uh, Shanahan and Lynch are going to have to be honest about, you know, how some of their veteran players played this season and how much they're actually paying them, he said, according to organization sources, many tough conversations are already being contemplated. That being said, about what players or players that are being paid, you know, big numbers that you know they may have to move on from. So right. tough conversations are being are being made right now uh, inside Niners headquarters. Who do you think is a potential cut candidate for the 49ers? I know you've mentioned Husecheck. Cutting him would save $7.5 million on the cap, or sa- cutting him would save $5 million on the cap. He's making 7.5. He's the first candidate just because, you know, he's a veteran. You're paying your fullback a lot of money. Obviously, there's pushback from that. He's a fan favorite. And, you know, he's instrumental in this run game. Who do you think a potential cut candidate is going to this offseason? Uh, well, um, you know, they got a bunch of free agents. You know, I mean, you, there's a, I don't know who, if it will be about cuts as much as free agents that you just let walk away. But um, I would say maybe Jake Brendel. You know, they're paying him $5 million at center, and you have Policiano, who they, they say they like. They've got Zakel. You've got Ben Barch, who I could see them. They got him late in the year. I could see them bringing him back into the fold. Um, you know, so I, as I said, I think they'll probably go for a tackle, and Colton McKivitz, I think best spot, maybe center. So I think Brendel could be the guy that um, that gets gets cut, along with Husecheck on the offense. On the defense, um, Gosh, it's really the, I don't see anybody really um I don't see anybody on the defense getting cut. I mean, I guess you could make an argument for Trey Greenlaw if uh if you know Greenlaw you know you wanted to cut him and kind of reassign his deal if he's got if he's going to be out for any period of time. I don't think I don't think they're going to move on from Greenlaw, but um I could see them restructuring or changing his contract. Other than that, I think they're all the defensive players that they would say goodbye to, Tayshawn Gibson, Logan Ryan, Oren Burks, Kevin Givens, Randy Gregory, Chase Young, Sebastian, they're all free agents and they're just gonna walk away. So I don't I don't I don't know that there's a guy I could see the you know Brendel and and uh Husecheck being the two guys that I could see them trying to save money by moving on from. Yeah. Uh, cutting cutting Greenlaw would save six point eight million, but again, I don't know. I don't, I can't really see them cutting anyone. Uh, this guy's just Armstead. I don't think Armstead's going to get cut. Yeah, I don't think Armstead's going to get cut either. 
I think it may be a, a situation in a year or two where they're they're really tight against the cap. It seems like right now, especially with all the walking free agents, they can make it work with signing lower lower cost guys. But I guess we'll I guess we'll see. Uh, do you want to take some calls? Yeah, let's take some calls. Um, let me also say this. I thought today there was a number of uh, reports of prospects the Niners met with in Indianapolis. And to me, just two or three of these guys um, that they met with are truly exciting. I think Cedric Gray, the linebacker from Carolina, 6'2", 235, first team all ACC. I love I loved Cedric Gray. To me, he's the safest, safest pick in the entire draft. Um, awesome linebacker, Buckus semifinalist, three-time team captain. Guy had 369 total tackles at North Carolina. So they met with Cedric Gray. I love Cedric Gray. Uh, they met with Javon Solomon, who I'm a big fan of as well, from Troy State. He's a guy's got a wrestling background, had an awesome career at Troy. Great edge rusher. I love Javon Solomon. And then um, the third guy, they met with Jordan Jonah Ellis, who's Luther Ellis's kid, uh, the Utah defensive end, outside backer. I love Luke Jonah Ellis. I think Jonah Ellis is going to be a, a tremendous star. McKinley Jackson, who's one of my favorites from A&M, who was the you know Mr. the state of Mississippi uh, high school player of the year, number one player out of the state of Mississippi, went to, went to A&M, was a captain junior year and senior year. He's a one-technique nose guard who's really strong. Love McKinley Jackson, and they met with him. And then Darius Robinson, who is you know first-team All-SEC, academic honor roll, 6'5", 290. Um, didn't even play football until junior year of high school, and he's amazing. So they met with one, two, three, four, five of my very favorite players in the entire draft all today, So um, are all at the Combine. So to me... Um, if that means, you know, you never know. Sometimes it means they're doing a smoke screen just by the quality of these players. I pretty get pretty much guarantee you that it's not a smoke screen, that they actually met with these guys because they like these guys. And that's a good sign because all those guys can flat out play. All right. What call you want to go to? Truly gifted. Do you have a cam? Truly gifted. We need a we need a cam. How you doing? <laughs> Truly gifted. We get no cam. Hold on one second. Hey hey, how's it going? Good man. How what are up? you? Good good good. What do you want to talk so, about tonight, um, man? So the first thing I wanted to talk about, I've been meaning to tell you this for a minute, but uh, the fullback position. I don't know why you don't give Jack Kalito more love. He's gone. What? Yeah, he's in. Uh, that's why uh, he's in the, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. Yeah, oh, let me man. double check. Yeah. Let me double check where he is. But he, uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. Coletto. Yeah, he was a cool guy, smart guy, and a and a underrated player. He uh, got picked up by the by their them on the practice squad. Let me see if he's still on their practice squad. Yeah, he's on the Steelers. Uh, yeah, Jack Coletto. Yep, fullback. Yeah, they yeah. got it. And that guy, he's smart, smart kid. Juice said he was the smartest uh, player he's ever been around. The guy was like a mechanical engineering major. I asked him last summer, I'm like, man, what's your greatest strength? He's like, dude, I can, I can memorize all the plays like in one day. <laughs> I was like, awesome. He might've been a, he might've been a low key genius. Like he might've just been an under the radar. One of those guys. Yeah. He's going to be really good when he gets a shot, when he gets. Yeah. A shot. Yeah. But another thing I wanted to say is, um, um, the receiver from Kansas City, Kadarius Tony. Right. I liked him since he was in college with Kyle Pitts. I really Florida, like yeah. give him a shot. I know his attitude problems is a lot, but if he can, is it attitude shot. problems or is it what's his what is his issue? Because you know what I he they this guy moves like very few others. I I, I watched him at Florida. And his body control, forward, backward. I mean, this is a really dangerous open field runner. Um, I, I feel like he could go somewhere and bust out. I think that's yeah, um, I'm a real good. I'm a real big fan of those gadget players like Wandale Robinson, Kadarius. Yes, Jones. 
the um, uh, Tank Dells from Houston. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I really wish we can go get them. Gifted, are you NorCal? What, what part of the country are you in? Oakland, Oakland, California. Nice. nice. So, yeah, well, watch we appreciate. Okay. We appreciate you watching the show. Um, are you Niners? All, all Niners, or are you? What's yes. your, who's your teams? Niners. All Niners. All Niners all and Niners. Warriors. There you go. How you feeling about Ste- How you feeling about Steph and Clay and Draymond right now? Um, I don't know. Uh, Clay's been playing better since he's came up came off the bench. Uh, they got a lot going on, but I hope they win because I'm really heartbroken over my Niners, man. That one, it doesn't hurt as much as the other ones just because, you know, you can't really blame, blame Brock, you know, but I really wanted that one. I want to see them win in front of me, you know, so. I know, seriously, and they almost had it. They almost had yeah, it. And it's like when you watch it, when you watch it again, you realize. Modesto 49ers, and I've been a fan ever since. So. Yeah. When you when I watched it again, I was like, man, they almost had it. They almost right. had it. Seriously, I mean, if they make a couple first downs, the end of that game, they kick a field goal, they get out of there, they win the Super Bowl, and we're talking about Brock Purdy as a Super Bowl winner, and the Niners with their sixth Lombardi. It's just they couldn't make that first down, weren't good enough in the moment. Now they got to rebuild their both both sides of the line of scrimmage, and and uh, the good thing is they got the quarterback, but they got to build around the quarterback and they got to protect him and they got to and they got to f- figure out a way to rush Mahomes. I mean, um, he didn't feel their rush the way he needed to. I just want us to take advantage of our opportunities before these other teams start catching up, you know, and then we got to move backwards before moving forwards again. So. Yeah. Detroit. Uh, who else? Green, Green Bay. Bay. Uh, Seattle else? to a certain extent. And, yeah, um, maybe Bears some point, maybe if they get it wrong. Yeah, no, I hear Falcons. you. Falcons. Falcons, watch out for the Falcons. Really? Really? Yeah, I really – yeah, they are quarterback away. I, ever since they played us, and it was a close game. Like, for some reason, every time somebody plays us tough, in a couple of years they, they get going. Like, you know, Detroit played us when they came back. Uh-oh. What up? There you go. Um, they're saying – they're saying the Falcons may uh, tro- go for Justin pick. Fields. Well, they, yeah, they're saying that they, they may trade for Justin Fields. Daniels, watch out. So. You like Jaden Daniels from LSU? whole thing about yeah, Jaden yeah. Daniels, he was great. But how much of that was Jaden Daniels? How much of that was Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas? Brian Thomas, yeah. Oh, that's it. Yes, yes, yes. And you those know, it's hard guys are really good. You know, all if, you, if, if it was 32... This, it'd be a way better league, you know. So that's the toughest thing. It's it's that. it's like, are you Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase, and um, you know, I'm fr- no, not Jamar Chase. Or was it was yeah, Jamar Chase, yeah. And Justin Jamar Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, yeah. Or are you Mac Jones? You know, with who did he have? He had a uh, rugs and rugs and, and Judy. Yeah, yeah. That's well, another receiver. rugs. <laughs> what a what a talent he was, unfortunately. Right. Uh he ruined everybody. Ruined his own life, ruined that other woman's life, ruined the ruined the life of her pet. I mean, he had a bad he had a bad, bad night. Um truly gifted. We're gonna jump, but we appreciate you, man. Have a great great Thank night. You. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks for watching the show. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, truly. We got ten minutes go. before we gotta jump ship, so big mo easy. What's up, big mo? Larry, my guys, how you guys doing tonight? Yeah, we're doing good. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. You know what? Life is great. You know what I mean? We just we gotta we just gotta appreciate life, man. You know what I'm saying? We didn't gotta worry about 49ers losing the Super Bowl, man. Leave that in the past, everybody. (laughs) Leave that in the past, bro. Life is good. You know what I'm saying? Whose dog is barking? That's my little dog, man. I, I got a little, uh, I got a little Maltese. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, come here. Oh, he he ran out of snow. <laughs> come here, baby. I would have said, I would have thought Big Mo had a couple like Doberman pinchers out oh, front. Man, look, I got a little dog. <laughs> yeah, I got Good. a little guy. Get pumpkins. He's a man, bro. He runs <laughs> my house. This is my guy right here. <laughs> anyway. So what's going on, man? How how are you? How's your how's your uh, 
your February 28th going? Man, it's going good, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting ready to close out this month. Uh, I agree with Kev, though, man, with that Michael uh, Penix thing, dude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I oh, mean, yeah. dude, Listen, I made money on that dude this year, bro. Like, for real, for real. Like, he was he was lit. Like, he was doing real good this year. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. I don't think we got a chance to get him. But, yeah, it's crazy yeah, how he's well, going. Cut you well, off. No, I think they, they, have, do, they have Michael they Penix. Have so they have Michael Pennis going 44 to the Raiders right after Bo Nix. So, well, he, here's well. the question. How much do you believe in Michael Penix? Like, if, would, if you're the 49ers at the end of the first round, would you take Michael Penix? We need, so much, we, we need so much more other stuff, man. You know what I'm I saying? I know. You have Brock Purdy, but I'll tell you right now, if you either do or you don't believe in this kid. And I do believe in this kid. Oh, he's now, nice. Yeah, he's nice. I, I'll say this: if it was true that he was going to go in the forties, I would take their pick at thirty-one and try to trade down the board a little bit, and then and then get extra picks and then draft him. Because that why, why do you don't even always, you don't even need him. You don't need him though. You don't need him, but you're not going to play I mean, him. Soon, yeah, but I mean, you're. A quarterback has value. I mean, a real value. This guy's amazing. So this, this is a great quarterback. You're telling me that if you could get, what if this is the next Mahomes? If you could get the next Mahomes, but how would they even back? know he can't play? He's not going to play. How would they know if he's the next Mahomes? Well, I mean, maybe Purdy gets hurt. I'm not re- wishing for it to happen, but I'm just saying. And and we definitely need a backup plan because I mean, uh, up until this year, man, our quarterback situation has definitely not been stable. So I mean, you know, you can't have enough good quarterbacks. I mean, you're not gonna. First of all, it'd be a cheaper option. I I wouldn't do it at 31. But if you if he I don't first of all I don't believe this. I don't believe these mocks. I think Penix is going to go like 15. That's what I think. Um. I, I don't believe he's going to fall past 15. But if he, if the mocks are right and he's going in the 40s and I'm the 49ers and I'm picking at 31, heck yeah, I'm going to trade back a couple times and I'm going to draft that guy. That's a steal at 30. That's a steal if you can get him at 38 or something like that with all kinds of extra picks from trading back. Maybe you get a couple extra draft choices. I think that – I mean. I understand that he's not their primary need. They need a tackle. They need a defensive tackle. They need a corner. They need a wide receiver. They need, you know, they got a bunch of different other needs, but the quarterback position is where it's at. And if Penix is as good as I think he is, you will be able to trade him down the road for so much more than what you're investing to get him. I mean, to me, it's a steal, Uh, you know, and I I don't know how, how he would ever play, but if Sam Darnold moves on and Brock Purdy gets hurt, you're going to Brandon Allen, or would you rather have Michael Penix sitting there? I think I'd rather have Michael Penix. I could agree with that. I could agree with that. You know what the 49ers need, man? We need a damn defensive coordinator, bro. Get y'all shit together and hire somebody, man. What are you guys doing? <laughs> are you Big Mo, are you available? I mean, can you can you step in? Bro, listen, dude. I'm the offensive coordinator when we play Matt. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the defensive coordinator. You know what I mean? I don't want that job. You know what I'm saying? I, hey, but This I'll is what you, you do. This is what you do. You take Kyle Shanahan to the Golden Steer. All right? Hey. And, and you just say, hey. Big Mo would like to be the DC. What do you think? Let's take it from there. Hey, look, you know the Golden Steer got that great, uh, that great food, man. You never know. You never know. It might sway him. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know who what do you want? Who do you want as the DC? I mean, who do I want? I want Bill Belichick. That's who I want. Who are we gonna get? Probably not him. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm. I'm hoping and praying like you that we get them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I said, I'm, I mean, I'm there was an, in, there was, I don't know how credible was Kev. How credible was the report today that they talked to him and he well, would rather 49ers news 24 seven. Some people say he's a clown. I have had good interactions with him on Twitter. He seems like a, I, don't, I have no, I mean, no one knows who he is, but he has had reports in the past and he seems like he has some sources within the league. He must have some friends that are in the league or something because uh, because he reports stuff that becomes true. And his report was just that um, the Niners reached out to 
Belichick and Belichick politely declined. Mm, so, okay. uh, hey, where that are makes we sense, at? But that, that makes sense though. I mean, we, we've been saying, I've been saying they should go get him. My whole thing was, I don't know if they're going to, if Bill Belichick's going to say yes or not. I just think you have to, you have to ask, right? Cause he's, he's the all time great coach and you're trying to win a Super Bowl. And some people were like, Oh, da, 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 da. like that's not, that'll never happen. Kyle's ego. Da, 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 da. I, I think well, Kyle wanted it to happen. Yeah, he was the only one wanted to happen. So it's like, what are we talking about? Hey, I wanted to get you guys' opinion on something. Did you guys hear that thing about Adam Peterson, uh, like kind of throwing shade at Brock Purdy, talking about, well, if he was all that good, he would have went, wouldn't have went last in a draft or some stuff. No, like no, that. no, that wasn't the, that wasn't his point. His, I heard it live. He said, um, if we really had the conviction, he was trying to basically be deferential and self-deprecating by saying that. You know, hey, I know people want to credit us with drafting Brock, but if we really knew that he was going to be as good as he is now, we probably wouldn't have taken him with the last pick. Oh, okay, yeah, because like when I read the quote, I was like looking at it like, man, like Adam Peters throwing like shade on the way out. Like, what is going on right no, now? No, 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 he's not throwing shade. He wasn't throwing shade. It was more like, hey, you know what? Um, don't try to credit me too much. Um, you know, so. Well, that's what I was gonna say. That sounds more like along the lines of how he's always been. That's why I was like, man, like to me, it just kind of sounded like the the way they wrote the quote. You could uh, misconstrue it. You know what I mean? You right. Right. No. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've heard, and I've heard people kind of launch into discussions about this, but no, it's uh, yeah, it was all based. Yeah. yeah, he it was him trying to say, hey, look, if I, you know, if we really knew that Brock Purdy was going to be great. We would have drafted him a whole lot sooner. Big Mo, we got two minutes left before we have to jump. So we hey, get one more call. That's why I'm glad I got you in the clubhouse, Larry, because you get us the information that we motherfucking need, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you for having me on. I know you guys got other guests on, so let me just say this, bro. I appreciate you guys always. And last but not least, it's that big in the table, baby. Let's go. <laughs> big Mo. Mo easy. Big Mo's the best. Big Mo is incredible. Last call of the night here. Alan from Coles. Alan, how are you in Coles? He did not get fired. The last time we saw you on the show, your manager came over and things got dicey. Yeah, oh, seriously. No, 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 no. You don't remember, Larry, when you had a uh, – what was his name? It was a while back. I, I called you through Denny's, remember? Yeah, oh, I remember you were there at Denny's with the family. Moon's over my hammy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. We're seeing the the rooftop of Coles. It's very distinctive. I'm moving. I'm moving pallets around because uh, right. I'm over here. I'm over here throwing some uh, moving packages from a trailer to the conveyor belt and stuff. Now, what time did you get there? How many more hours of work do you got? Uh, I got here at six, and I leave at four. Four a.m. Yes, sir. So that's Radio. one a.m. One a.m. Uh, Pacific. Yep. So you got about it's almost it's almost eight o'clock. So you got a few more hours. You're like midday right now. You wait. What are you? You gonna get some lunch here in a few minutes? <laughs> um. No. So we get two two breaks in total of uh, an hour lunch. Okay. So we get one thirty minute and then another thirty minute break on top of that. For, for a like guy that a- for a guy that starts work at six and ends at four o'clock in the morning, what's your eating schedule looking like? What, yeah. What when? The, when? What are, um, I when do you, when do you chow twice down? A twice a day. So, like, once I'm at home, because it'd be about 12-ish when I wake up. So, it'd be, like, breakfast, technically. And then I probably okay. won't eat again until I get here on my first break. About, what? Does Coles have, a, Coles have a great, like, restaurant in there or kitchen? or? No, they got, like, a little, like, a cafe convenience store. Which convenience is a little store. overpriced, gotcha. yeah. But um, right. I'm going to the combine, uh, Larry. All oh, right, you're at Indy. Yeah, I'm about to go take a look at that myself. Um, where you, wait, where prospects? are you going? Where combine. are you going? Oh, are you going to the combine? Oh, okay, yes, nice. What does that cost you? Nothing. It's free. Nice. Look at that. Uh, what day? Yeah, that's yeah. Friday. Is that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or something like that? No, or Thursday? Uh, Thursday through Sunday. Thursday through Sunday. What drill are you waiting? You want? What do you want to see? You want to see the three cone drill? You want to see the uh, uh, the field work? You want to see the forties? I, I want to see the old lineman's footwork, man. There you go. Who, so got it, who don't? 
The big uglies. Yeah, seriously. Who could, and then after who that, could... probably DBs. I think nice. all of us can agree that's the two positions we need. You're not going for the sexy 40 times. You're going for the, you're going for the offensive lineman. I respect that. Well, I, respect I, I played O-line in high school. I played O-line, D-line, so I'm part of the big uglies. There you go. So I, there I you go. Were you, a, were you a tackle, a guard? A, were you a true two-gapper? I was everything. Whatever coach put me, I tried to, put, I tried to play my best. Was you I great center? Hell no. Yeah, I started I, – I mainly played center through high school. What, were you, what's your, what are your dimensions? What are your dimensions? So I don't remember. I'm talking my head. I mean, but how tall are I you? I did play. How tall how, how – t- how tall are you, and how much? It's not a math question. It's not a math. Question. <laughs> um, I'm five. You leave Indianapolis five. at four thirty, going sixty-three miles an hour. At what rate of speed will you arrive in Chicago? Now, uh, how tall, and what do you what do you what do you weigh in these days? So, when I played, I, I was about what five eight, five nine, about two sixty-five. Gotcha. Compact oh, but oh. powerful. I heard, yeah, I, heard... I, I wasn't very powerful. That Alan, we got we gotta jump soon. So do you have a quick thought before we uh we gotta jump? Um I don't like the, the fact that everybody's talking about getting Kirk Cousins and let Purdy develop what? his actual first yeah. Who's saying that? Is that is I that did. is that a is different? Maybe a different um, content creator. No, so, so no, I was just on Jesse's. Uh, Jesse said this. College. No, not Jesse. Somebody, some caller. Oh, caller. Said we should go get Kirk Cousins. We got the extra cash space. I said no. That's the total opposite of what we need. What did we Jesse say to this wisdom? That. Did Jesse he, he attack this thing. man? He he said the same thing. He said, "For what's worth, uh, he's saying Kirk Cousins might not be the same after the post injury." And that uh, keeping with Purdy might be the best move, anyways, and get go get other positions that we're needing. I agree. I agree. Uh, Alan, we got to jump, bud. Have a great night. All right, man. Have a good one, man. Peace. Good to see you. It's Alan from Coles. Um, Kev, it was uh, the best we times. It- we got one oh, super God. here. One super. Boxing fan times four. Personally, I don't think you can. Really get a quality starting offensive tackle at 31. Can't be mad if they go D-line or either trade the pick. We're missing depth on D. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Trade up and get a tackle, get a legit tackle. Um, You could hope one falls to you, but it seems like a lot of tackles are going to go before 20. That's what some people are are speculating, that all the good tackles be gone at like 20. So if you can trade up to like 14 and draft like a, a J.C. Latham or a Marius Mims, uh, I would do it, but if you can't, I would uh, I would settle for a defensive defensive lineman at thirty one. I've heard I've seen they got ma- mocked Chop Robinson. I, that's actually the one guy I've actually watched tape on, and I don't I don't really like him. He's he, a workout he's, freak, he's, though. He's yeah, a he's workout a workout freak, freak, but he's short. He's he's small. Six three, two fifty three. Does he have long arms? Because he he doesn't look very big on on film. Well. Um, I, I kind of like the other defensive end there more as well. Uh, not not Chop, but uh, I forget the other guy's name. But he who's going to go a little bit later. But I kind of like um, I kind of like the other Penn State. Uh, Adisa Isaac, I think his name is six four, about two fifty from Penn State. Love him. Um, I look at the Niners at thirty one. I'm looking at Tankathon has him taking Tyler Guyton. In the neighborhood is like Brian Thomas at twenty eight. Man, Brian Thomas is just a special player. I mean, that's a big-time star wide receiver. Um, they don't need another star wide receiver, but, God, you know, if you're going to really kick butt, you may want to get a star wide receiver. Offensive tackle, Guyton is, you know, even Trent Williams says, man, he's nasty in the run game, 6'7", 330. I think that's probably, if you said who's the most most obvious guy that they would go for, I think it would be him. But the other guy that's listed at going at 33 is Darius Robinson, and I would take Darius Robinson. Um, I love the way he moves at 290 pounds. I think if he played at 285, he would be just ridiculous. And if you put him opposite Nick Bosa, now you got two guys who can really set the edge. I mean, Darius Robinson at 285 could just just be an absolute freaking nature monster. So 
to me, it's kind of a choice between Guyton, the offensive tackle, or Darius Robinson, the defensive end. Um, but then if you go deeper, I mean, you know, there's Michael Penix who will be sitting there. I think he's going to be a star. So, I mean, if I think a star quarterback's there, I probably should take him. Devondre Sweat is enormously huge and strong against the run. Edron Cooper from AM is one of the fastest linebackers in the draft. I love him. He's, he's a tremendous player. Uh, Jonah Ellis is a great pass rusher, you know, but he's about 250 pounds. Um, and then, you know, at the bottom, later in the round, got later down the board, it's like Michael Hall from Ohio State, 6'2, 290. He was awesome this year. His pass rush win rate was like 17%. It was like the second highest in all of all of um, college football. So I don't know. To me, I mean, Rook Aurora Aurora from Clemson is, you know, he wears number 33. He's 6'4", 295 pounds, and he moves incredibly well. And he was productive. Uh, five sacks this year. Um, I mean, you're not going to find too many guys 6'4", 295 that, are, that move like Aurora Aurora. So... To me, that's that's what I that's kind of how I'd be looking at it. Uh, Aurora, Aurora, Michael Hall, and then um, you know Jonah Ellis, um, Edron Cooper, Michael Penix, um, Chris Jenkins, maybe from from Ohio, from Michigan, Darius Robinson, Tyler Guyton. Those are the guys I'd be looking at at thirty-one, and oh. and who knows who knows what direction they'll go in. All right. Good stream. All right, Kev. Good stuff, man. Thanks to everybody. Um, have a great night. Join me. Ned Coletti is going to stop by coming up next. Uh, we'll talk a little baseball. Danny will be in the house. It's all. We'll switch rooms, and we'll hit that next. Thanks to everybody who supported the Krug Show as we approach 40,000 subs. Hit like. Hit subscribe. Peace. Yeah. Never met a man. I've been scared of. Careful. You won't get exactly what